Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Two Cents with Bents. I'm your host, Dana Bents, of course. Um, welcome back to another episode, if you've seen me live before. And thanks, everyone, for dropping, uh, dropping a hello in the chat. I love seeing where everyone's tuning in from. Um, and, and I love keeping these interview-style uh, shows super interact interactive with the audience. So I love when you ask questions uh, to my guests and... I know this this live stream show is, I think my most popular channel is on LinkedIn. Um, and so I'm really excited for the guest that we have on today. He has a really successful LinkedIn live stream show as well that we're gonna get to talk about. Um, but if you're new here, uh, welcome to the show. I host this live stream show every single week, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific. And I interview guests in the marketing industry and in the building personal branding industry. Um, and just people trying to grow things. So today we have on a great guest who has a live stream show, just, just like I mentioned. So David hosts, uh, it's an awesome live stream show called the V-Door Locksmith Show. It's a LinkedIn live show and it's the oil and gases industry's very first LinkedIn live show. So we'll get to talk about, um, we'll get to talk. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. David's our guest today. Um, so we'll get to talk about that. We'll get to talk about how how that show first got started. Hey, Pete, thanks for tuning in. Oh, thanks so much. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's bring on our guest today. David, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. This is an absolute honor to be on the two. Wait, is it? No, wait, two bits or? <laughs> two bits. <laughs> Two there cents. It is. Sorry. Two cents. I was, I was getting your last name in the two cents. I say at least we got the logo up there. It reminds yeah, there me of go. where I'm at and what day it is. So it's an absolute honor to be there on the show. Right? Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so I'm so glad you could make it. So for those for the people who are tuning in who have no idea who you are, who have no idea uh, where you're coming from, can you give us a little bit of background on yourself, what you do, and a little bit of backstory on V Door Locksmith? Yeah. So first off, um, thank you guys for watching. Let us know where you're watching from. We'd love to be able to interact with you guys. That's the great thing about having a live show is being able to interact with the audience. I already see that Ryan, who I've been on his show, he's another uh, LinkedIn uh, guru as well. So cool. You know, hey, Ryan. It's so, so good to see. And uh, Timothy and Peter, uh, who have already commented as well. So thank you guys for watching. Um, I don't expect anybody to know who I am. And if and if they do, then hey, yay. 
Um, <laughs> then you know you've made it. <laughs> yeah. um, as far as like my background, um, uh, I started off, I, I never anticipated getting into the oil and gas industry, but uh, I started my career actually working for uh, a major service company, oil field service company uh, called Schlumberger. Um, anybody that's outside of the industry probably doesn't know who they are unless you're in like financing or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I started working with them and actually started in Australia. Um, that was like my no first kidding. job out of college was, was, was working in Australia, in Perth, Australia. And so I got to work there for a couple of years. And so it was really cool. And so that's kind of where I started my career since then. Yeah. I've obviously I've moved back to the U S but it's, uh, the oil and gas industry has given me a chance to be able to work around the world. Um, yeah. I have worked in, uh, <laughs> the middle East, Russia, China, um, uh, Africa, Europe. Um, so I've been to a lot of different countries. I've been able to consult on a lot of really cool projects and be able to do a lot of really fun things. Wow. And um, uh, I, I'm not one of those people that's been at like one company for like you know 15 years. I've been at like 15 different companies over <laughs> years. Yeah, uh, definitely kind of bounced around. Um, and I think that's all part due to you know what I'm able to do now. And I kind of like finally figured out that like. I need to stop playing entrepreneurship on the side and need to make it like my full-time gig and be able to go nice. for something. And so good for I, you. Thank you. Uh, so I started my own company. If I stand up on my tiptoes here and get out of the way of the mic, you can see Gibson reports. Um, I actually named not after just myself, but also my cousin, who's my business partner. And thank you, Daniel. He's absolute lifesaver. Uh, nice. And uh, so while I was working for another company, I came up with this concept and this idea of how to be able to get uh, free public data, be able to put it together in a nice, neat format, and then turn around and sell it back to the people who are required to turn it in. Um, so it was a great concept, didn't take a lot of money, but it took off. And nice. in the process of getting the business started, um, I had already had a, a decent um, reputation within the industry, within like kind of like my niche group. Like, I think I knew a lot of people, I think a lot of people knew who I was. Um, but to be able to push it even further, you know, and to be able to push the business even further, I knew I needed to be able to do just a little bit more. And so um, with the oil and gas industry, LinkedIn is like the social media place to be. There's not really much okay. on the way of like YouTube or Facebook. There's some like select things, but not really a like an online community per se. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And, and like, I mean, like with like fitness or live streaming or um, food or race cars or something like you can find stuff on every single social media yeah. channel Yeah, with oil and gas and specifically like the drilling industry. It's, it's like pretty much, it's just LinkedIn and, and some select, okay. and some select um, groups on Facebook. Okay. So, so, so in was, LinkedIn, is it LinkedIn groups or are they LinkedIn pages or events or? Um, it, well, the events just started, but like, you know, like looking, you know, prior um, at one point in time, LinkedIn groups were, were really good. And so there was a lot of content being created there, a lot of discussions and stuff taking place. And then as LinkedIn groups kind of fell out of favor of LinkedIn, you know, they're the ones who yeah. destroyed it. Um, so where you didn't really see that in your feed very much where people could put stuff in there and then you never saw anything about it. Like th they right. died on their own cord or because of LinkedIn. And so then the conversation more or less kind of morphed into just like who was posting stuff on LinkedIn. So yeah. when we started the business after about six months of kind of getting, you know, 
our feet under us per se, then I started kind of attacking LinkedIn and, and just starting to put more content out there. And I started making pre-recorded videos okay. uh, or, you know, or full on recorded production videos. And those videos did fairly well. But then my problem became was like, I would have an idea for a video and then it's like, all right, I need to set up. I need to rehearse. I need to do yep. this. I need to have all of this stuff. And then we need to edit it because we're going to take out all the us, ums, talking pauses, things of that nature. We just wanted to like, you know, we wanted to be able to have professional content. And yeah. I should say this in, in for everybody that's watching any of the stuff that you see today, or, you know, cause I know we're going to get into some stuff a little bit later. Yeah. My mom is a 30 year professional videographer. Like I grew up in a house where I was like uh, a, a, an always on call extra. You could say <laughs> like, my mom's like, I need That's to film, awesome. I need to film this, uh, like a kid saying this in front of a stop sign. So yeah. today we're going to go around and you're going to interview people and say stuff in front of school zone signs. Oh and, my gosh. So you were like, the actor. I, uh, <laughs> I was on camera talent from time I was very young. And oh so I've always been used to like yep. looking at the camera and all of the things that go along with Production. Yeah. So when I started my business and I've got my mom, like, you know, is like, she's retired and it's like, Hey mom, can you help us out? Make some, you know, get the <laughs> things going. Child labor laws. <laughs> That's Mike. Hey yeah. Mike. <laughs> so, um, it, it's not labor. I mean, if I was having a, a labor of love, it was a way for me and my mom. Yeah, to yeah, a lot. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. and it continues to be. So, <clears throat> so we started making some of these videos and they're on my YouTube channel and we put them out and, and they, they did all right. They did pretty good. And then like, you know, I was just sitting there with my mom talking one day and I was like, you know what? I hate doing this like post-production and editing and all of this. I was like, and always looking for like evergreen content and stuff. I was like, I would rather just go live. I was like, if we just turn the camera on and I just went live, I was like, that'd be so much better. Cause then if I mess up, yeah. I'm just like, it's authentic. It's yeah. you no know, transparency and all these other things. And yes. The night we had that conversation, uh, I looked up and I was like, I wonder if we could go live on LinkedIn. I was like, I wonder if that's something they're working on or if it's a feature I just haven't explored. Okay. And so this was like a little bit into your content creating journey. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So prior to that, we had probably put out like five or six three-minute videos that we put onto LinkedIn and then later on YouTube because LinkedIn was always the first place everything goes. Okay. And then... Uh, that night that we were discussing it, I look it up on my phone and the day prior, uh, LinkedIn had put out the PR, the press release that said that they were going to start doing live beta testing. And so like, mm. I jumped on my phone, like right then. I tried to go live, like right then I was like, I'll do it right here in my <laughs> living room. I was like, I don't give a crap. I was like, yeah. I can just start talking. Yeah. Obviously it didn't work, but then we like, I was like, I, you know, you do some more searching and it's like, oh, there's an application. So that night is, you know, day number two of the press release or whatnot. So that night I applied. Um, and when we applied, I didn't put just my resume on there. I put my mom's resume as well. Ooh, so, that smart. Was like, so it was like the two of us. So it was like, I have all this experience with live content from like other hobbies and stuff that I've done for other businesses, like helping them with business right. development, I do some motorcycle stuff on the side. So I used to help out those companies doing a bunch of live content there. My mom's been a 
like a, a live streamer in the motorcycle industry for some time and then also a 30-year professional videographer so we put pretty much all of that into this like because they didn't have like a text like um limiter so it was like we just packed that thing full <laughs> it was like what are you gonna do it was like we knew the show this is what we're gonna do this is how it's gonna work this is who we're gonna oh, interview awesome. this is it yeah and then so as far as i can tell um there was never an official number i was in the first 50 people selected to be able to to stream live on linkedin no I kidding was, okay I very cool and, and that number was given to me by live streaming companies like yourself so when they first started yeah. it i think it was like wirecast and like two other programs i can't even remember their names yeah. um uh, streamyard wasn't on there yet yeah um and so with those other companies like we were talking to them we're like hey do you guys have access and they're like no we don't stephanie lou who's like the like live streaming goddess or whatever she didn't <laughs> have it yet um, oh, so no like kidding. I was reaching out to her. I was like, Hey, what do you know about this and stuff? And she's like, I don't have it. I was like, I just got it. So, <laughs> but it's awesome. It One was, of the first. So you must've had LinkedIn live like a year or so ago. Ooh, Ryan, that's a great question. How <laughs> has live, how has your live stream show brought you new business? So great this question. is a great question. It kind of feeds into the, the, into the story there. So like, as soon as we started doing the live, because yeah. that was a new feature on LinkedIn, LinkedIn really did a good job of, of promoting organic growth for those mm -hmm. live streamers. So yep. when you went live, everybody got notified. And that was like, everybody's like, what is this thing popping up? What is it? David's going live? What? And they're yeah. like, what is this? And so like everybody's <laughs> watching. And then of course, a lot of people try to do it themselves. And they're like, I can't do it. So it's like, I had this thing that nobody else had. Gary Vaynerchuk hadn't gone live yet. The only, Oh my gosh. How Mr. Cool. Wonderful from the shark tank was like the only like celebrity that I had seen had gone live in that same kind of time period. Okay. So as far as business is concerned, like the notoriety of, of the show took off. Like, I mean, so many people just started following the show and, and seeing the show wow. and it became really weird because like, Every show, I don't do it a whole lot. I don't say like, hey, this show is brought to you by Gibson Reports. It's just I'm yeah. David Gibson. I'm Gibson Reports. I'm kind of one and the same. And the show's called Vitor right. Locksmith. I actually started meeting people and they're like, so how much do you get paid to do your show? And I was like, I don't, make, I don't do any of that. And they're like, well, how do you make money? And I was like, my business. And they're like, you have a business? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. It's like every sh sh it, Gibson Reports. And they're like, yeah, what is that? And I'm like, what? <laughs> so for, That's awesome. for at least an eight or nine month time period, there was a lot of people who thought that the only way I made money was actually doing my show. Okay. The show, the has, show was so big and people didn't yes. know they hadn't connected it yet with Gibson reports your business yet. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> so to be able to answer Ryan's question. So the show kind of took off and we were doing really well and we were I was able to be able to start opening more doors that I hadn't opened before by just saying, Hey, I call somebody up and I'm like, I'd like to have your CEO on my show. And there's yeah. somebody who I wanted as a client and they're like, what's uh -huh. the show? And I start putting out there. I'm like, Hey, I'm one of the first in, not in, not only in drilling, not only in oil and gas, but in energy itself, the business of energy, renewables, oil, coal, whatever. I'm the yep. first to be able to stream live on LinkedIn. So it became one of those things is like, it's, 
I'm not going to say it's a big deal, but like, I think this is an important opportunity for me to be able to take full advantage of. And then mm -hmm. I was started bringing in some of these, uh, the guests and stuff. And just being able to email people that it started opening doors that hadn't been opened before. And it led to conversations that were hard to be able to get to in the past. And so yep. when I remember bringing on a CEO at one point in time, you know, it didn't immediately lead to me being able to like, you know, land the work with that, uh, that company. Right. Um, sure. A couple of months later, I was in Canada and they have a Canada office up there. Everybody in that office knew who I was and they were like, Oh my gosh, you interviewed our CEO. We love you so much. No so awesome. way. I was just like, no way. Wow. So I, I started building a following within the companies of the people's uh, you know, CEO that I was interviewing or their representatives and, and things of that yeah. nature. And then I started interviewing yeah. other people within the organizations or within the industry. And so it just became one of these things that like one part of it was I could open doors, but then the other yeah. part of it was I was also building a brand for being somebody in the industry. Right. So you, you built this, like you built your personal brand to be an authority in your industry, in the space. It, and and the really the, the thing is, and I'll still tell people to this day, I don't know anything. People do not tune into my show for me. That one hundred percent. Nobody watches the show for David Gibson. They watch the show okay. for who I bring on as the guest. Okay, let's I talk do. about that really oh, okay. quick. Go ahead. So, yeah. so for the people who haven't seen your show yet, can you give like a brief like what is <laughs> Vidor Locksmith for the person who's never heard of it, never seen it, and is gonna tune into it later? So Vidor Locksmith is a oil and gas centric show where I interview people who are either industry legends, interesting people, or allow people the opportunity to be able to educate the audience on the Vidor Locksmith show. Okay. That's so. awesome. So before you got to interview these titans and these legends, whatever you're calling them on your show, like, how did you invite your first CEO on the show when you had only a few viewers? Um, it was, it was really interesting. So the the very first time I went live, it was just me because I was like, okay. I found out on a Monday and we went live that Friday. Like we set up, we got everything Dang. ready to roll. And, you got your show out the door. <laughs> it was Friday at 10 a.m. And my show was still Friday at 10 a.m. since that very first one. So nice. we went... I went live by myself the next week. I had a friend of mine that's here in the Austin area and I called him up the day before and I was like, crap, I forgot to book somebody for this Friday. Can you come on? And he was like, <laughs> I've yeah, done I'll, that too. <laughs> I was like, I'll take off. I'll drive down. And so he came on the show the next that's week. Awesome. I called one of my clients and I said, Hey, I've got this thing. We're doing this. Do you want to come on the show? And he was like, yeah, I was like, great. And it, it just like, it kind of took off from there. The first industry okay. legend that I interviewed was, Fred Dupriest, and he's the former chief drilling engineer ExxonMobil while ExxonMobil was massive and huge and still on the Dow Jones Industrial and all this stuff. Wow. I came up to him and I asked him, and he's somebody that's very, very well known in our industry. And I came up and I asked him, and I'll never forget this. I said, hey, Fred, uh, I know you probably don't know who I am, but I'm on the board of directors for this, this industry group. And I've got this new show and this thing and it's live on LinkedIn and I would really like for you to be able to come on my show. And he, this is how brilliantly intelligent this man is. He looked at me and he says, David, I don't understand what it is you're talking about, but I know it's important. So I need to do it. And yes, I'll be there. And I was like, Whoa. Wow. He, like he just, 
He's like, I don't get podcasts. He's like, I don't get all this social media stuff, but he's like, I understand that it's important and I'll be there. I was just like, whoa. I was like, wow, this is like awesome. And, and he's, 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 he's been on my show twice before. He's going to be on my show again. And he's been the biggest draw every time he comes on, like the, the numbers just go through the roof anytime he talks because people know to listen. Yep. Wow, that's so neat. And Timothy says, I'm still nervous for my own lives and I'm not usually nervous. That's so true. And thanks, kudos for both of you. Thank you. And <laughs> it's still like, even after doing a hundred live stream shows, I mean, it's still, it still kind of feels like you're public speaking, you know, like to this audience, like you're presenting. So in your show, your shout out to StreamYard. Thank you. Shout, yes, out, to shout out to StreamYard. Thank you. If I had Shout my out. affiliate link, I would drop it in the comments, but yeah. I <laughs> yep. don't have it handy. Yep, it'll be somewhere in some of the someone will post in the comments for sure. Um, so we're we're talking about building a brand. So I'm super yes. interested in your branding because that's actually what caught my eye to your show. Um, I, <laughs> I saw it on LinkedIn somehow. I don't know how because we're not in the same industry at all. Um, but your branding really stood out to me. And one of those things was your intro video. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so well produced. So can you talk a little bit about how you branded that show? So yeah, so one of the things that it, it kind of goes back to one of my core beliefs on video and video production. Um, I think at, with, it, it's crazy to be able to say this, but like with um, smartphones, and digital cameras, we kind of democratized photography and then video production and videos. Like you can go on YouTube and go find really, really, really high quality stuff that gets no views. And then you can find yeah. very, very low quality that gets tons of views. Yeah. Really one of those kind of weird dichotomies. So what I kind of did is I kind of picked my mom's brain because she's been in the business for like 30 years. And the way that I kind of looked at it is, is that when new video technology came about and it, it it didn't matter whether it was like like when color first started it didn't matter whether it was good quality color or not it was the fact that it was color right yeah and then <laughs> and so so one of the comparisons i draw to is like it didn't matter at, there's there was at some point in time somebody was whoever was the first to go out there and start doing like um uh, video content for fitness industry it didn't matter whether it was good, like it was quality, like sharp and good lighting and all these other things. Yeah. That part of it didn't matter. It was just the simple fact that somebody started putting out content. They started gathering a get gaining a following. Mm, Once the noise level gets really high within an industry, then the people that really start to take off are the front runner and the longest, right? And their yeah. quality is going to improve over time. If you're late to the game, then you kind of need to be able to like get your quality game up pretty quick. I'm not saying yeah. go out and just buy a whole bunch of stuff because that's not it, right? Yeah. Consistency over time. I'm with you. Dude. I'm oh, that's awesome. Almost daily on LinkedIn Way over the go. last nine months Deep. due to StreamYard. That's so yeah. neat. And over the last nine months, I mean, LinkedIn Live has only been, LinkedIn Live hasn't been out that long. Uh, I think it's February of last year is when it was when they, that's when you got access. I got in May, then I got it in, uh, uh, or I applied in February, then got it in May. No kidding, dang, that's so I, neat. I, I should have turned on the fan in here. I forget, like, at oh, night. hey, Aldrich, 
thanks for tuning in. So Aldrich says, I'm still curious how to position myself. Any tips? That's a great so, question. So as far as like what I was saying here, with a show, if you are a late, if you're kind of like late to the game or whatever, I would say work on your first be consistent. Start just doing the show. Like yeah. Renee said, nine months in a row. First, start yeah. being consistent, then start working on the quality because yep. when you're going to be able to start separating yourself from others. So when we started brand the very go to be good and such high quality to start that anybody is like already behind us. Not just the simple fact that like I got LinkedIn like first, it's that even at when, once they get on, they're still not competing on the same level that we're at and that we continue mm -hmm. to be able to push the game further and further and further and further down the road. Yeah. Um, and so to me, that was really, really important. That's really kind of like, as far as like branding the shows, like we wanted to come out of the gate and it didn't have to be the best camera. It didn't have to be the best microphone. It didn't have to right. be the best lighting or green screen. Like we don't have that. It right. was just the professionalism of putting the show together and how to be able to interact with the audience and be able to do all of the little things that like my mom has learned and that I have learned from a career of doing video content and doing yeah. those things, like you know our very first show i had a two camera setup like mics and stuff so the audio was good and you know i bought i don't know probably a thousand dollars worth of sound deadening stuff to be able to put inside my office so by the fifth or sixth oh, show awesome. we had it was it was doing really well you, and then you since nailed then, it yep now with COVID, it completely changed everything. So we weren't doing any in-person interviews anymore. Yeah. We so let's talk about what switched. Interviews. What switched in that in that time? So the thing was is that what I noticed was, and it's very important to be able to, especially if you're doing live social media stuff, is pay attention to all the social media channels and and how they're mm -hmm. interacting and how things are kind of taking place. You don't have to do deep dives on anything, but just kind of look at it. And in March. I think everybody saw all of the social media channels just take off as far as the amount of content that was being put out there. Instagram yeah. was going crazy. Uh, YouTube was going crazy. Facebook was going crazy. And the simple thing was, is like everybody was being social online because it couldn't be social in person. Right. Right. And so yep. for me, it was like, okay, I need to go live and I need to go live now. I need to stop waiting for yeah. Fridays to have my whole show set up and having another person, my mom coming in and producing. I was mm -hmm. like, I need to do it from right here. So I literally got online and was like, okay, which, which options does LinkedIn allow? And yeah. the first one I tried was like restream. I couldn't get it to work. And I was like, screw this, jumped over to StreamYard. And I was like, oh, it's free. Sure. Let's give it a shot. And then I went live <laughs> like right then. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. awesome. And that's awesome. Yep. Live. You just started just what Renee said, just start. Yeah. We went live and we had probably, I think I hit like 25 people from just like a random Tuesday when we went live. No kidding. And then I was like, all right, this is what we're doing from now on. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't bring people to my office. Like it's just not going to happen. I can't bring people into my studio. So we tore the studio down. We built this whole new backdrop here. And no, I love it. It's so neat. With and, the lights. <laughs> and the show, like we went from having you know, our, one of our top shows at that point in time was like 130 people watching real time. And we were averaging with a good 
guess maybe somewhere between 50 to 60 people turning it tuning in in real time wow, to where okay. now we're hitting like this past week's show was like 168 and now no, we're hitting like 225 hitting. and then with our our wow. the industry event that i hosted two weeks ago we hit 458 in no real time kidding across across no three kidding. different platforms okay so yeah. you were multi-streaming that event yes yep Wow, that's awesome. It's so neat to hear how it's grown over the over time. And especially when people are we're all in lockdown. Shout out to StreamYard. Shout yep. out to StreamYard. Thank you. It's a great platform. And yeah. it's a great platform to be multi-streaming. Yeah, I love, I love when we talk. And we're multi-streaming this show right now. We're live on LinkedIn, YouTube, yeah, and Periscope. My my three yeah, favorite. Let us know ones. where you guys are watching from, like which yeah. platform. And yeah. where you are physically located at. So hey, yeah. thank you so much for watching. Gabriel, thanks for uh, tuning in. Yeah, we have so many people uh, over on Chen, LinkedIn. I love it. Oh, Oops. Ryan um, from South Dakota. Oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. That's awesome. So I want to get into, I want to show yes. Niagara Falls. Thanks, Mike. So I want to show. North so of the border. My show, I know, my show is, my show is about branding and marketing. So I'm so glad I had you on because I love how you've branded your show, how you've marketed out, marketed it out. Um, so can we talk about, and we're going to show the audience a clip of your, of your video intro, right? Yeah. This is one of your show's video intros, All right. right? Can we, can we roll it and then we'll talk? All right. Roll it. Okay, that every time I watch it, every time I watch it, I get, awesome. oh, love it. It's such a like, it's a pump up. Like I'm like, I'm, you just get hyped for the show. I love it. I so love it. which one's that, which shows that for? Oh, hey, Renee from Washington, DC. Um, which shows that for? And how did you make that video? So that, that intro is for another recorded show that uh, I'm the executive producer on called uh, How It's Done kind of play on how it's made but cool. how it's done so that was uh, not a live stream that one's just that, a recorded. that was not a live stream so so that okay. one kind of took the place because i get a lot of people who reach out to me and they're like hey we would love for us to do a show about our xyz product and it's like well i don't interview products i don't like they don't talk back to me so right i, I told people i was like well how about we do this other show where we come and film the manufacturing process of that piece of equipment oh that's and really like, cool okay they're like all right that's cool and so i was like all right here's the number to my mom call her up, email like get it situated y'all go out and go go do it and so yeah. um that's so that's fire <laughs> yeah. so, yes <laughs> so I think it, it and, and that show has become a absolutely huge success within my industry, a huge success. Like I'm getting reports back from people that are like, don't tell anybody we do this, but we watch that video to determine which people we're going to do business with. Nice. Like, because they get this kind of inside view on how things are done within the oil. Because this is stuff that's never been publicized before. I've been in this industry for right. 15 years. And yeah. there are things that I told my mom was like, I want you to do it with this company, this company, and this company, because they do things that I am 
integrated with that are part of my business, but I've never seen their facility and I've never seen how things are actually done. Like, how do they actually make these things? And I'm yeah. a mechanical engineer. I'm all about designing and machining stuff. And I've still never gotten to see this stuff. Just like, it just didn't, the opportunity never presented itself. And so for me, if I'm like, if I've been in the business for 15 years doing this, then there's gotta be other people that are missing out on it as well. So that's kind of what, where the origin of the show took place. We just, we're, Tomorrow wraps up season one. We'll do our season finale tomorrow. Wow, and congrats. We'll all, yeah, thank That's you. Awesome. And then we're starting season two next. And it's become one of those things where now I like when we initially pitched it, we're like, hey, we got this idea. What do you guys think? And they're like, I don't know. Is that going to come out right? Now we've got people that are like reaching out to us and they're like, hey, uh, what do we have to do to get on this season two? Like, oh, that's me. Really They're reaching on, out to you now. Yes. So we've got, I'm, I'm actively getting, and it's, it's taken me from being like in one niche of my industry to where mm -hmm. like multiple verticals and other niches where people are reaching out and saying, we want right. to be on this show. We want to be able to do this. And we started this prior to COVID, but COVID has the cabin fever crisis of 2020 has really helped us out because yeah. The the way for people to be able to advertise and brand and market their companies, this has become an absolute killer way for being people to be able to get their their stuff out there. So that's that show. That's that's, that's the intro to that show. And okay. the video was done by my mom in one of her programs. I I just picked the music. She gave me two different <laughs> music options, and I was like, I like that one. Yeah, that I love the song to that one. It's like yeah. it's just so it gets you so hyped. Like it makes the video. If it was just it, the video with some other song, like it wouldn't like hype you up as much. Um, so let's roll the next one, and then we'll talk okay. about this next one. So, yeah. Love it. Short and this sweet. Is the, this is the one that I always uh, end up messing up on because this is the the outro for my live show, and it's also been the outro for some of my other pre-recorded videos that I've done. Got it. Um, so that's just the ending. That's just how yeah. you end your shows. And, and I think it's it's for anybody that's watching that wants to be able to start doing live streaming. I think it's very important to be able to have a a live streaming outro because there is that thirty second time delay. Uh, depending on the platform you're using, Streamyard really I, I haven't really tested it out completely. But as soon as you say, all right, we're done in the broadcast, yeah. sometimes that goes straight through and the 30-second delay doesn't play out. So like you could be saying something oh. to somebody 30 seconds prior and getting to, like their last words and they're like, all right, thanks, we're done. And you hit the end button, that 30 seconds doesn't continue to feed to the um, to LinkedIn. So that's why for my the endings of my show, I always kind of blab on for a little bit for 10, <laughs> 15, 20 seconds. And yep. then I hit that. And then that way, if any of that last 30 seconds of me just talking doesn't make it to the air, that's okay. Because the part that was important was prior to that was, was the guest. Smart. That's super smart. And that's such a good tip on adding an outro to your live stream because I think a lot of people focus on, well, I need to have an intro because that's like people know what the show's about or I need to have a countdown timer to get people like ready for the show. Um, but yeah, yeah so, so many streams see, see. end abruptly. Yeah, Mike, that's so true. Or it cuts off their last words. Yeah, because you want it, you want to like time it so correctly, you know, so you want to like click end right when you're done. But then sometimes you click it too soon and then it cuts people off just like you said. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And, okay. And so that's one of the things that like we, we kind of know like you know, 
it's it's always good to have an outro or at least something to be able to end on, right? Yeah. Um, as far as like post production editing and, and things of that nature, it's like, but it was also one of those things that we kind of like started learning through the steps. We're like, okay, yeah, this is important. This, you know, we don't want like the end of the video just to be like, hey, my name is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, thanks for. Yeah. <laughs> Check us yeah. out next time with our they, next guest. They're going to be, yeah. you know, we didn't they want do. Those. Mike, Mike was so right. Like they do sometimes end super abrupt. Um, so we have one more clip to play and I want to play it before we end the show. Um, so I this told you one we'd be is, going long. I, I know we're, 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 uh, we're over we my late, normal though, show times, but I know we got, we got started late. So, okay. So this is the last clip we got. 30 to 50% of your fractures produce 80% of your hydrocarbons that lends a lot of credibility you know if you come in and can be upfront and honest and say you know actually in this application i think this product over here that i don't represent would be better for you that all of a sudden now you become a trusted advisor rather than a salesman and you know i often say that we have uh, all the requirements of space right because it has to go underground and send us data from from miles and miles away and it has to work like failure is not an option uh, we'll put on you know a standard meal shoe ours is slightly different just for that but it's you know everybody's got one the top drive and the drawers really don't care whether the electrons coming at it are from a joystick or a plc the the panel what you see here on the left which is uh, now controlled by uh, one of my students uh, is showing you actually uh, the control of our brakes as of now geothermal is a pretty small pretty small market if you have tortuosity the uh, the casing will be up against the side on part of the well. There won't be any cement there. The cement will have crescent around it. So managed pressure drilling, it's been defined as a process to precisely control the pressure profile in the well bore. The key is being transparent with our clients in, in this case. So tell them what happened. If we had a failure, tell them exactly what happened. It, whether it's our fault, whether it's what whatever the issue was, we need to be transparent. But I think it's very important for everyone in the industry to know what's out there and kind of what's happening downhole as well. I've probably worked on over 40 different performance limiters in my career. If I miss any of those and a computer is raising weight on bit and I miss any of those, I have a train wreck. The computer's going in the ocean. Here's your new colors, here's your new thing. Don't do that here's the all. tattoo you need to get. Yeah, here's the tattoo. Sorry about the last one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we used to fake that all the time. Welcome to the Vidor Lockdown Show. My ho my name is David Gibson, and I am your host today. Yeah, so that is such like, a great that is such a great intro, and I love so I love the the interviews that you get to see, like clips from the other shows, are super great. But I love 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 that intro part because you know exactly what the show is going to be about, and it's such a well produced video. I just love it. And that's and that's our first version of it. Like we that was something we just threw together last week. Um, we made <laughs> only a couple of edits to it. Yep. Um, and that thing's only going to get better. We're going to put like a little time bar that goes across the bottom and it'll probably be me with my beard getting longer and longer, like a little, like, Oh my gosh. Uh, That's thing. a great and, idea. Um, and I love, so each of those are just, those are, those were just clips, like the best parts of your, of your show. Yeah. So those are, those are yeah. clips from, you know, I've done 60, uh, something episodes so far. Oh my uh, gosh. 
And, mm -hmm. and so that's just, and most of my interviews go probably an hour and a half to two hours. The longest one I think we did like was like two hours and 20 minutes. So oh I do a definitely gosh, a dang. long form and, and we're able to keep an audience that entire time. Like we're keeping a wow. uh, hundred, 150 people that entire time yeah. uh, during, during some of those uh, interviews. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and so like, incredible. I'll say this for, for people who are looking, especially, I think Renee's like our, our trooper here that's staying in and watching this uh, the whole way through. Yeah. Um, the thing that I would recommend most to people is to get, excuse me, sorry. I had dinner before I came. I had to eat with the kids real quick, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would highly recommend making sure that your intro is longer than 30 seconds because there is the 30 second time delay from the time you go live till it shows up on LinkedIn saying that you have gone live. Yep. You want that little bit of time to be able to go to LinkedIn and be able to share the broadcast or tell your guests, hey, get on there. Once yeah. it pops up, grab the link, post it to your page and 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 share it. Share the so, show. Yeah, yep. share the show. And so like when we did it and like you got I had a minute, I was like, oh, gotta get over here. And like, you know, I made sure that I shared the show before it ever even started. Nice. Um, or at least before the interview portion of it started. So yeah, I, I think I think LinkedIn says it's not supposed to be longer than two minutes. I I, I think two minutes is, is a pretty good amount of time to be able to one get yourself, get your energy level up. Yeah. Right. Get so ready that, to go live. Yeah. So that as soon as the camera go, comes on, you're looking directly at the camera. You know, yep. you're making eye contact with with um, your audience and you're able to really bring the full enthusiasm of, of what you're about to be able to present and that you're excited about it and you're able to engage the audience, you know, right there. And then, you know, I always start with, here's the show intro. Please let me know where you're watching from. Um, yeah. Ryan is probably like, I, I was on his show and it was almost like a, a master class in how to be able to get the audience engaged. He did like a, oh, that's awesome. you know, like a question of the day. So is it A, B, C, or D? So you've got like, you're getting ah. comments in there by asking these kinds of questions. So on my previous live show, I asked the audience, I was like, how many live shows have you seen, or how many Vitor Locksmith episodes have you seen before? And of the ones, if you have seen one before, who was your favorite guest? And so we were able to get a lot of like early on content and getting people engaged, um, which is really idea. cool. Because when we first started this, like I, I was like giving away stuff just to get people to comment. I was like, if we get over 25 comments, I will give away a free shirt. Oh, nice. Like, oh, that's like, a great idea. A great like, idea to engage the, the viewer. Yeah. yeah. Give um, them a reason to comment. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it was like, all right, I'm going to interview people and I'm going to have these really cool and amazing people come on, but y'all got to ask questions so that, you know, like we've got, you know, like I'm, I'm asking yeah. your questions on the show. Yeah. And nobody would ask any questions. And I was like, fine, I'll ask all the questions. I got no problem with that. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, I really wanted to get the audience engaged. I was like, I started trying to give away stuff and doing other things. And so over time, like it, it's changed a little bit. Like, I don't know what the apprehension was in my industry to be able to get people engaged, but we've definitely yeah. gotten over that. So, yeah. Well, those are such those are such great tips for people just starting out, like just starting with live streaming or starting to build a brand. So I know we've we've we went on longer than we intended to, but I know no, that's right. Let's keep late. going. Hey, um, Renee's still watching. She's the trooper. <laughs> she says she's here. So we're here for you. Renee. I know. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I love it. Um, so where can people watch your show? Where can they tune into you? Where can they hear more from you? 
where is the best place for them to, to connect with you? Um, so I, I would say by far, if you want me to see the majority of the content that I put out, um, I'll let know a lot of it's specific to oil and gas industry. So if, if that's yeah. something you're kind of wanting to, to be able to learn a little bit more about, um, I, I would say LinkedIn and feel free to send me a LinkedIn okay. connection. You don't have to, lo long as you don't say like, I'm a CPA or <laughs> it says something about Bitcoin um, or anything about doing my taxes. As long as you're not saying anything like that, then I'll accept. Um, I you accept any that. students, any of that stuff. But if you say you're CPA, I'm like, no. I don't, I don't know whoever the person is that sold their services to all the CPAs in the world like yeah. they have won so many contracts and they're like, Hey, we'll just send random LinkedIn messages to a ton of people. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. I get those too. A yeah. lot What's of worse is like, I'll respond to them and I'll be like, okay, so why did you reach out to me? And they're like, David, you didn't get my last message. And I wanted to be able to talk to you about this. I was like, no, you didn't get my last message. <laughs> um, uh oh. Okay. So, so if they're my audience, they can reach out to you on LinkedIn. Yes. But if they're Feel not, free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, I don't do anything on Instagram. I really don't do anything on Facebook anymore. That's like, I just post pictures of my kids for, for family that don't live close. Um, nice. uh, the other places is YouTube. I'm, I'm doing my best to get all of my content over to YouTube now that I can broadcast okay. live uh, to, to multiple streams. So now we're broadcasting live to Facebook, to YouTube, and to uh, LinkedIn. At one point okay. in time, LinkedIn was like, no, you're only supposed to stream live to only one. And so we didn't do yeah. it for a while. We were kind of apprehensive. Okay. And I wish I would have just from the beginning just done all of them. But yeah. Now you can see all of my video content or not all of it, but the majority of it is there on LinkedIn. Um, but the rest of the stuff uh, is is here on LinkedIn. Uh, sorry, on YouTube. And then the rest of it's here on LinkedIn. And if you guys have any questions, you know, especially if Renee or whoever else is uh, all 10 people or whatever out there that are still watching. Uh, if you guys have any questions about live streaming, I'm more than happy to be able to help out and, and be able to offer up my expertise in shorter bite-sized pieces so that I don't talk your ear off. <laughs> I love that. Well, David, you have given us your two cents on marketing and branding and your live stream show. So I want to thank you so much for being on my show. It was a well, pleasure. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. I wish I, I, I wish it was more than two cents. I wish I could have given everybody a dollar, but it's only two cents. I apologize. You only get two cents today. Oh, well. <laughs> well, thank you again, David. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah, have a, have a great one. See ya. That was so fun. Well, you guys, we went over our time. I know I try to keep my show to 30 minutes, but thank you all for tuning in this week. Um, I thought we had a great conversation uh, and we'll be live next week at Tuesday at 5 p.m. Thanks everyone for tuning in.